What's up, everybody? It is us from the Done Being Crazy podcast, back at you with another episode. What's up, Noah? What is going on? How are you doing today? Hey, man, it's a nice, nice, bright, sunny day over here in the Bay. Can't complain. Couldn't say the same about over here. We got about an inch of snow last night. <laughs> and it's supposed to be like in the negatives on the weekend, so it's going to be rough. Oh, man. I wish I could say I miss it, but I don't. I know you don't. You don't even lie. <laughs> you don't miss it. Nope. Um, what are we going to be talking about today? Today um, is all about you, man. All you about know. me. Yeah, we want to know what's going on with the Michigan trip. Like, you know, how it came to be, all the good stuff. So, I guess we'll just we'll just start. Like, what what made you want to go to Michigan, out of all places? Michigan. Michigan? I don't know. I've always kind of liked the idea of going to Michigan. And they have, like, good fishing down there, and which I really like to do is fish. And they have a thing called a walleye, which we don't have in Maine. So, like, that was my, like, goal the whole camping trip was to catch a walleye. It's similar to a bass, but, like, I don't know, it's just different. And it's, like, it fights harder, and it's just, like, a cool fish to catch because we don't have them up north. So I was like, man, I, I'm going to go down here. I'm going to spend all my money getting down there, camping around, and trying to catch this fucking walleye. And, well, I will save that for later, but how it came to be... Um, I think it was, we got back from Iceland, right? And I was like, man, I'm I'm craving another trip. You know, I want to do something. It's summer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. So I was like talking to my dad, figuring out like all the logistics of how much it's going to cost to get down there, like prepping my truck because it's an older truck. I have an 05 and it has like over 200,000 miles on it. And the check engine light, it's like constantly on. So I was kind of worried about breaking down. So I don't know. I just checked the engine, got the new fluids, oil, and all that. And I was like, you know what? I'm leaving. I'm going. And I went down to, I started driving through Michigan, or started driving to Michigan. But I ended up going up in New Hampshire, across the Canadian border up there. And I drove, like, eight hours straight, like, on the highway in Canada. And I was like, man, I'm getting kind of tired. And it was, like, one more hour till Ottawa, was, which was my other destination I wanted to go to. It's just a big city in uh, Canada. And it's, like, got a bunch of cool things you can do. And, um, yeah, that was my other destination. But I was originally going to Michigan. Then I ended up in Canada, and I drove, like, eight-plus hours straight on the highway the first the first day and I was tired so I was like looking up like hotels and I found this hotel in this small town called Alexandria so I was like you know I'm gonna go gonna go sleep for the night get a hotel room and um figure out what I'm gonna do next and yeah so I stayed the night in Alexandria and it was kind of sketchy not gonna lie in the oh, kind of no. the like the back roads of Canada and just I didn't know where anything was. I was by myself and and stuff like that. My whole truck has like my camping gear, my fishing gear, my clothes, my cooler I have for like snacks and like drinks and stuff I packed and just like a week's a week and a half worth of clothes in my suitcase. And I was like the only thing I had, my phone and just some my credit cards and debit cards and stuff. So I get there the first night, I check in. I forget the name of the hotel, but this lady at the front desk is, like, really nice. They open up till, like, 1. So after I checked in, I went to this gas station. It was, like, a, at a truck stop, and I got some nachos to go. Because, like... That's from a truck stop? It was actually pretty good. It was, like, a big restaurant, and, like, a bunch of Canadian truckers walked in with their thick accents, talking oh, with them. And I was just, like, looking around at everyone. It was like a big gas station too. I think it was called like Big Dave's or something. I think. Don't <laughs> don't quote me on that, but yeah, I was getting gas. And it was like at I don't know, like one ish in the morning. And this guy comes up to me, 
And he's like, hey, uh, can I touch your truck? And I was like, what do you mean, touch my truck? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you got the bed liner on your truck, right? And I was like, yeah, I, have, I got the uh, spray on bed liner. And he's like, oh, can I just touch it? I want to see how it feels. I was like, all right, dude, you can pet my truck, I guess. So he, he just, he's just like petting my truck. He's like, damn, dude, do you do this yourself? I'm like, yeah, I just sprayed on the, the undercoating for the car just all over my truck. He's like, damn, you don't see a lot of people doing this. I was like, nah. And it was like kind of rusty too, so I was like, that's why I did it. And he's like, oh, that's a smart idea. Thanks, man. Have a nice night. I was just like, all right, dude, <laughs> have a nice night. <laughs> then I drive back to the hotel room. And I just eat my nachos. And I think I called you. That was like when I called you on on your trip. Oh, yeah. And that was another reason. I was like, to me is on a trip. I think we, we both filmed videos. I just haven't edited mine yet. So, um. No, no. It, yeah, we both did. It was, it was funny because at one point, yeah, I think it was your first night, and I was I was like on my way to Zion. And I was like trying to figure out the same thing. I was like, where am I going to sleep tonight and, and all that stuff. And, uh, and then we we're just talking and, um, yeah, it was, so, it was so funny to hear that. And it is like a, a really cool thing that you did with your, with your truck. Like I never saw that before having the, so it's, so for, for your truck, it's specifically designed to help keep things from rusting, right? Yeah. You, you, sorry, you usually spray it into the bed of the truck. So like a, for a protective coating, but I just did it all over my truck because it was like kind of rusty, like I said, and uh, scratched up. So I just wanted it all like uniform. That's hilarious. Yeah. Anybody that knows, knows you, knows that you're a craftsman. Like you just be in the garage making anything. Like you just give him something random. He's like, oh, I'll make something out of that. So fascinating. So cool. So like uh, for for Michigan, was this your first? solo trip or, or had um i've before? done like single camping trips like within the state of maine but i haven't done like a 20 plus hour drive through international borders back through international borders and like through a like a city or yeah cities and towns i've never been through it's just yeah my first like out of state trip it was like 20 plus hours to get there and i was surprised my truck made it it didn't overheat or anything it was like actually like worked out good. I was like really surprised. Yeah. That's sweet. So like, what was the the what, like your second day? What did you do your second day? My second day. Okay, so when I was driving there, my dad and Aaron, his uh fiance girlfriend, was um texting me these places where to like sleep and like where to like where to, where I can stop and like for hotels. I'm like I'm not I'm not answering. I'm just gonna figure it out myself. And then I just ended up in this hotel, and I'm like, guys, I don't need you, but thanks for the thanks for the help. They're like, Aww. my dad's like, I like doing the research to see where you're at and to know that you're safe. I'm like, oh, thanks, I appreciate that, but I want that's part of the fun, just trying to figure out where I'm going with no direction, you know. Yeah. So yeah. when I woke up, what's that? Purposely get lost. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I like doing, just like driving around, like trying to figure out where I am, like without knowing exactly where I am. So my second night, I went over to the Tim Hortons, like down the road, and I was just sitting in my truck with like a, some, like a breakfast sandwich and like a drink with the windows down. And I was just like trying to figure out where I am, like where I can go. That's like halfway between me and Michigan, where I was trying to get to. So I was just sitting there and like, no joke, three guys walked up to me like at different times and asked me about my truck. And I had like the same conversation with three of them, like, like different times. It was just so strange. And I was like the fourth Canadian person to walk up to me and ask me about my truck with the same bedliner story, touching it, petting it. I was like, oh my God, you guys really don't have any of this up here. Oh my gosh, dude. And um, so did you stay in like hotels and all that, like throughout the whole trip? Um, no, the first night was my first hotel and I only stayed in one at the, the end of that trip. Oh, so I only stayed in two hotels the whole time. So you either slept like in your car or you were out in a tent? Yeah, I was, 
it was kind of rainy the majority of the time, so I was I had a campsite, but I was just sleeping in the back of my truck with like a sleeping bag and pillow, and like I'm curled up like a S in the back of it because I'm six foot one, and my truck is like I think I measured it out and it was only like five five or something like that. It was pretty small, so I was just like crunched up in the back sleeping, and I got some curtains from Walmart and I tucked them in the windows so like no one could see me. And That's I got hilarious. those, uh, I got those sun visor or those sun blocker things for the front windshield. And those things work really good. It blocks the sun and makes your car cool and no one can see you. So I was like, That's perfect. But the funny thing is, after the last person that asked me about my truck at the Tim Hortons, this dude, no joke, rides through the Tim Hortons uh, drive through on a four wheeler. <laughs> no. He drives through on the four wheeler. Gets a mobile order to go and just he's driving with his coffee on the four wheeler down the road. I'm like, oh what God. the heck? Only in like back small towns of Canada you see this happen. Yeah. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I would I would love to do that. That's so funny. Yeah, it was just so funny. And there's like the cop went the other way, so it's like they like obviously like know each other because it's like a small town. It's like the funniest thing ever. I was like, oh my God. I couldn't wait to tell my dad about that, and he just laughed. He's like, oh, my God, that sounds like such a main thing to do. Oh, for sure, for sure. Nice. So... Um, then after that, after the Tim Hortons breakfast, I drove maybe four-ish hours to Canada, or through Canada, and I ended up getting to um, this campground called Lions something. I'm sorry, I forget all these names. It's been a while. But the camp the campground was really nice and it was like right on a lock. So like where your campground is, the water flows no joke like right through the back of your campsite. So like I got there and I just started fishing in the standing on my campsite fishing into the lock. Which a lock is like how they like regulate the water, have it rise up or lo- uh, lower. But like it's like a big drawbridge that opens up and allows water to rush in or come out. But yeah, and like boats and stuff like travel, travel on those. And I only I caught one small fish there, but yeah, that campground was really nice. And um, I went to like a small pub there, like in that town, and it was like it was pretty nice. Um. It's just a bunch of Canadians and just me not knowing anything. And they're like always asking me about where I'm from because I sound a little different from how they sound. And um, yeah, I went to this restaurant and I got like these mozzarella sticks, cheesy bite things with like little pieces of bacon in it. And I got like four of those and they give you maple syrup to dip them in. What? Yeah, they call it um cheesy sticks or cheesy sticks, but like S T I X sticks, like like hockey sticks. That's so it's so like, crazy. yeah, it's like little um, imagine like what what are those things called? Mozzarella mozzarella sticks, like mozzarella stick length with like bacon bits in and crumbly outside, and then they give you maple syrup and you dip it in the maple syrup and eat it. And no joke, it tastes so good. No, I would never ever like expect that at all. That's so funny. Sounds like something Russians would do because Russians love sweets. They love sweets. Yeah, it was such an odd combo. I was like, I was shocked. I saw it on their menu. I was like, damn, I gotta have that. I didn't even know what it was, but I was like, give me that. And um, yeah, I spent the night. I spent, I think, one night at that campground. And um, then I drove, I think, like four-ish, five hours. And I ended up crossing from Canada to Detroit, Michigan. And that's because that's where the um, checkpoint is for the international trip. Uh, so I go there. I come back into the, back into the States. And the border guy is, like, asking me all these questions. He's like, what are you doing here? Why are you so far from home? 
What do you got in the back? What do you got in the suitcase? Roll down the windows. Open up your suitcase. Why is your truck like this? What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I so I went. I told him the whole story about my truck because it's ha- it has a flat bed on it because my uh, regular bed was rusty. So I was like, it costs more to get a replacement bed than it is just to build one out of wood. So I told him that, and then I told him I spray painted it with the truck bed liner. And he's like, just give me a hard time for, like, no reason. So I was like, I I thought I wasn't going to be able to, like, come through into Michigan. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I remember you telling me at one point, I don't know what when this was in your trip, but you actually ran, didn't you run through the, the gates or something? Oh, no, that's that's on the way back. That's on the way home from New Hampshire back to, to the States, or from canada back into new hampshire oh oh okay okay well i guess we'll save that for a that's bit. yeah that's the end of the story <laughs> outrageous dude outrageous yeah okay, okay. so finally this michigan uh security guard let me go or the border patrol and then i go in and then you have to pay like two bucks to get into um back into the states which is kind of crazy like a, Wait, what yeah it was like Wait a, a tax like a tax, like a um, like a toll, like on the bridge. Oh. Because like they funnel you onto the two two lane bridge on the in Detroit, then that's where the the checkpoints are. Then you go, then you have to pay like a toll to get back into Michigan. Then um, yeah, I ended up getting back into Michigan. Then I um made it like an hour and a half outside of Detroit then I finally found a campsite to stay there and that campsite was so nice and like again I I can't think of these names but we'll link it we'll link all the campsites in the show notes below and um yeah so I get into this little town called Lyons Canada I'm sorry Lyons Michigan then I get to the campsite I, I pack up my tent then I uh, go get something to eat. I just ate at Applebee's, classic, you know, easy going. And I was talking with some of the locals there about my trip and where I'm from and all that. And um, then I go back to the campsite. I stayed there for two nights. And then they were on, like, this pond. So I went down. I was trying to fish. But, like, the pond was so overgrown with, like, weeds and milfoil. It was, like, so impossible to, like, catch anything. So I was like, well, this is kind of useless. So I, it was it was just so frustrating because, like, every cast I'd be catching weeds and I, would, I just had to pick them off. They, each time, too, you're like, oh, my God, I got something. Oh, my God. And they're like, damn. Yeah, for real. There was, like, a shoe floating around in the in the pond. So I was like, <laughs> I was like what are they doing here? Then after that... Damn. My first night, I was like, man, I need something to do. So I went to Walmart, and I got my uh, Detroit, or I'm sorry, my Michigan fishing license, which was good for like five days, which was pretty sweet. It was like, I think it was like 30 bucks, so it wasn't bad. Then after that, I got some food. Then I went to uh, Top Golf in Detroit, downtown Detroit. Oh, you were in the actual city of Detroit now. Yeah, it was like off, it was like off... It was, like, off the highway a little bit. It wasn't, like, right in Detroit, but it was, like, close to Detroit. Okay. That's and cool. And for some of you guys don't know that what Top Golf is, it's a, a multi-story uh, driving range that you drive into a big field, like, on um, platforms. And you can get, like, um, food there, like, drinks there. And just, I don't know, it was just fun. That sounds like that sounds like a blast. I w- I've, I've seen those in movies where they have, like, it's like four floors and each, like, you know, there's um, a driving range on each floor, uh, which is so freaking cool. That's like, I would love to fly a drone and like see all that. It's really nice. It's just like this giant ass building with like, yeah, like you said, four floors and just each floor, like maybe 20 driving spots that you can rent out and just drive for like an hour or two and just golf. It was like so nice. Did it did it have any kind of like netting or anything or it was just um field? It had netting around the perimeter of it so like you don't hit it into like the the highway or something like that or hit a car in the parking lot. But yeah, 
it, it was um it was pretty big and it had like nets but like it didn't have it like over the top just like it was just tall nets so like you can't really hit it over if you're not trying to you know but if you're trying to you can nice. but then that then after that i got a drink at the bar at the top in the lobby of the top golf just drink and watch some games that was going on then after that i think i went to cabela's to get some lures and ask the people about um like what lures are better with a walleye and stuff like that and everyone was just giving me a different answer so i was getting kind of like overwhelmed so everyone was like yo this one works this one works don't use that one don't use this one this one you get this color, you gotta get the orange color. Don't get that color, get the yellow color. I'm like, oh my god, this is so frustrating. Oh my god, it's like a classic thing that happens too at like Best Buy. You go to Best Buy and you ask this guy, you're like, hey, what should I get for an iPhone charger? And they all will say like something completely different. You're like, oh no. Like, get on the same page, guys. Come on now. I know, it's just so overwhelming. So then I was like, well, this is annoying. So I just got like a little pamphlet of like, um, the the Great Lakes, you know, like Lake Michigan, Lake Erie, Lake Huron. Yeah, I think there's five Great Lakes. I, Michigan, Huron, Erie, and there's one more. Um. But anyways, so then I drive back to the campsite, which is like an hour away. So I'm just chilling out. And I actually did meet someone, like my neighbor camping over there. He said he was like a uh, a pipe fitter slash welder, and nice. he's he's working in the city currently, so he's staying at the campsite during the summer to save money on commuting. Oh man, uh, back in the day, I was I was a welder. Uh, I didn't do any pipe or stuff like that, but you can make quite a bit of money being a welder, and I mean it, it's super fun, but at the same time, it's like. They work those poor guys to death, you know? They're like, they pretty much go home, go to sleep, get up, go to work. Like, that's that's all it is. But towards the end of their life, if they make it past the whole black lung stage, they uh, got a pretty big bank account, which is cool. Yeah, this guy had a nice setup. He legit had like a mini, like a mobile home parked in the campsite. And he was like hooked up to the electricity, the, the water and all that. So like, he was like... He wasn't, like, living, like, just in a tent. He was, like, in a legit home. So I went over there, chatted with him, and, like, hung out near his fire for the night and just chatted and had a few drinks. And, um, yeah, I talked about what I was doing, how I was a plumber, and that's how he told me he was a pipe fitter. Awesome. That's so freaking cool, dude. Then... Yeah, so wait, what about, like, like, did you ever feel lonely or anything, like, on your trip, or you just had fun the whole time? Um, it was, during the day, it wasn't really alone, because, like, people were out and about, and, like, I was in busy areas, so, like, I saw a bunch of people, but, like, driving, like, eight plus hours or, like, ten plus hours in a day, then I felt kind of lonely, but it's funny that you ask, because... I just I've well, I was thinking um self or um solo trips have pros and cons and group trips have pros and cons but the pro on solo trips is that I can do whatever I want and I don't have to like make sure everyone else is like okay with doing it and I just like get up at what whatever time I want to get up at and then go wherever I want to eat and just do whatever I want but the cons with the solo trips is you can't really share that experience with someone, like a, with a friend or something. But and then again with group trips, it's you got to plan around it, what everyone wants to do, and and that's kind of a con because like one person might want to do this and the next person might want to do that, and they don't want to do stuff together. They want to eat over here. They don't want to eat here. But the pro with so or um, group trip, sorry, is that you get to share their experience with your friends, which is awesome. Right. Yep. That's what I was. That's what I was like mainly thinking. But yeah, I didn't really feel alone per se. I just felt kind of not sad, like melancholy, like 
you know what I mean? Like a happy medium. Like I was like excited to do what I wanted. I was doing whatever the hell I wanted, just visiting these cool places. And I was kind of sad because like, well, I want to talk to someone. I, you know, I don't want to be in my, my head for the whole week and a half trip I was gone for. So that's why I pushed myself to like talk to these strangers. Yeah, yeah, I I can I can relate to that. Uh for me, I'm like super introverted to begin with, so I'm like you go ahead and just throw me out in the streets, man. I will be totally fine. Um but I for me on my trip, I I was like in total bliss, but I you know, that thing that you were talking about is like you're kind of in that like, you know, melancholy stage cuz you're like, "Oh, I wish I could share this with my friends. Like my friend would think this is so funny. I wish he was here right now experiencing this with me, you know?" And that's how I felt too. I was like, "Man." But uh overall, it, I I love I love traveling solo. It's it's fun. Yeah, it definitely is fun. Then I don't, I don't know. It's 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 a different experience like I was saying, you know, but then after that campsite I drove like three plus hours straight up to the top of uh, Michigan and I took a pit stop at the world's largest Christmas tree shop or the Christmas ornament shop. It was awesome. They had Christmas ornaments of literally anything you could imagine between like movies, like sports teams, like elves, candy, travel, literally anything that you could name. They, they have it. It's like the oldest, um, christmas tree ornament shop too as well and i was like when you when you say that i immediately think like really strange items like socks like socks as an ornament or like no no joke they they probably do have socks or like stockings you know mini stockings but yeah it was just so strange it was like right in the middle of nowhere and i saw like billboards for it like driving I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I got to go to this thing. So I took like a 40-minute a detour off the highway to go to this this um this store. And like I said, ornaments and like Christmas decorations, like anything you could imagine they had. So I got my dad a little um, Patriots player. I got my mom the Michigan uh, Spartan for the Michigan College. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Kim Noel. What's up? Kim Noel. Shout out. <laughs> and and Dennis, you know, Dennis. and um, <laughs> and um, yeah. Well, I like getting my like parents like a little gift, and my uh, sister and my uh, like grandparents a little gift on like where I'm going. Like I got my uh, grandparents a uh, a magnet of the Great Lakes of Michigan, and I like I sneak it on their uh, refrigerator at the at the camp during the summer. And then they always tell uh, Aaron, being like, "Oh my God, when did Noah put this ornament on?" Or this magnet on the fridge. I really love it. It just makes me it just makes me happy. Like I did the same thing with Iceland and Scotland and England and like all my other small trips and they just they love it. Awesome, man. Sweet. So yeah, so did did you ever catch that fist? Was it called a pink eye? No, a walleye. A walleye, walleye. No, I, I didn't catch it, but oh then after my destination after the Christmas pit stop, I went, drove like another hour and a half, and I ended up in Sheboygan. Sheboygan. That sounds she familiar. It's so funny. I was like, I ended there, and I was like, oh my god, I'm in Sheboygan. I've always heard like people making fun of this place, or just because the name sounds funny. Oh, okay. What were the people like in Michigan? Were they nice? Oh, yeah. No, they're super nice, and the campground I was staying at in Sheboygan I was talking with the the owner of it for a little bit, and he was saying that he was he did the same thing as me when I was in my twenties. He traveled and did all that, did the road trip thing. Then he just settled down and made up his own campsite. And I stayed. I think I stayed there for like two or three nights. I'm not sure, but yeah, the camp that facility was so nice. I think it, I believe it was Sheboygan Friends and Family Campground. And again, after I found I found all these um campgrounds and stuff like like while eating lunch and stuff, you know, I just go on my phone and be like, "Yo, I, w I want to go in this area, so I'm going to find a campground within that area, you know?" Yep. So, yeah, I I set up camp there and I think this is when I told you 
I uh, set my tent up, and I was rolling down the hill because it was like on an incline, and I was just like, I like sleep, then I like slip down the tent. I'm sorry, I slipped down in the tent because the tent's slippery on my sleeping bag. Now I'd be like, my face would be pressed up against the side of the tent. So like in the middle of the night, I'd have to like readjust and then go back into normal position. And then I was like, a couple hours later, I'd still be in the face of the tent, or my face would be in the tent opening. I was like, oh my god, this is so annoying. Wait, wait. So you were legit sliding down like a little hill in your tent? Yeah, I didn't realize it was on a hill because it was kind of like getting later. So I just set up real quick so I could go fishing. And <laughs> yeah, I ended up going to sleep and I was just slipping down the, the <laughs> hill in my sleeping bag. I was like, yeah, it was like I had to readjust like every half hour, or every hour. Or so it was like, oh it, was just, it, was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty bad. I was like, oh I was getting so frustrated. I was like, but I was like half asleep. So I was like, just squirming back over to where I, where I was like moving my body you know like inching like an inchworm <laughs> oh this is this is so totally you though this is totally something that would happen to you for sure and I was like sleeping like uh, kitty cornered where I was like kind of diagonal in the tent because I couldn't really fit like straight <laughs> for the tent yeah my tent was kind of like too uh small for me so i had to like uh, sleep sideways or uh, not sideways uh like slanted a little bit oh my god this is hilarious this poor guy he can't he can't even find shoes because his feet too damn big i know i i wear one pair of shoes because i can't find any others and all the other ones that look or um the other sorry the all the others that are like my size look terrible so i don't even like bother getting them I just rock with one pair of shoes. It's like uh, when we when we used to like hit up the uh like Nordstrom and everything, and you'd see like size twenty shoe, and it's just like massive. And, like damn, Shaq Shaq's feet's bigger than that too. Yeah, Shaq gets custom made shoes. He's like a size twenty four or some shit. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. So, so having having done this trip. What would you say you would you would do like differently the next time you do another solo trip? Well, um, nothing really. I liked how I did it. It was fun. I didn't really, I don't know, maybe long, maybe sh a little shorter actually. And I don't know, just I I would have no complaints. Like it was actually pretty good. I didn't have any like mishaps happen or anything like that. And yeah, it was pretty fun. And, um, yeah, there's still a lot to say, um, if we still, we got time, right? Yeah, to go as long as we want. Yeah, um, I think we're just trying to keep it, like, 30 minutes, right, per, per, per episode? Yeah, around, like, 30 or an hour or so. All right, because, yeah, all right, that's fine. Um, I, um, I can say a little, like, faster stuff, because some of this stuff is kind of worth it to, like, talk about. So from Sheboygan, I drove down to um, um, Traverse City, and that's I drove through there, and it's like a bigger city in Michigan. Then I went to a national park called the Sand, like it was like a Sand Dunes State Park or something like that. Great uh, bear sand dunes, and that was that was really fun. And I hiked up a big sand dune that was a hundred and ten feet tall. And I could see over like all of Lake Michigan, because like Wait. Lake Michigan's like as big as an ocean, you know. So like you can't really see the end; it just keeps going and going. Whoa! I had no idea. What did you like? Did you, when you climbed this giant thing? Did you like fall down and stuff? Like were you slipping on the sand? No, it wasn't like slippery. I was just like, climbing up and I was like taking big strides and stuff. So it wasn't like slipping down. But like I did see people doing like rolling down the at the end, like just rolling down this big sand hill. So I get to the top and I was just standing there out of breath, sand in my shoes, and I was just sweating, looking around and just standing there for a few minutes. And then this lady comes up and she's just walking up the hill. I'm like, You're almost there, you got it, you got it. She's like, Oh my god, thank you, baby. <laughs> it's a it was this old black lady. And she gets she gets close to me, 
And I'm like, oh my god, I love your hair. Was, she had like purple braids and purple highlights in it. She's like, oh my god, you're so sweet. And I'm like, all right, have a nice, have a, have a nice walk up the hill. Then I just, I ended up going back down. Then I went down to the, the like where the picnic, t- sorry, picnic tables are, and I just take my shoes off, and sand just pours out of my shoes. <laughs> it's like yeah, like going to the the beach with sneakers on. You never will get that sand out. Like it will. Always no, it's be- yeah, it's under the sole, under the freaking everything, in the laces and in all the cracks and crevices. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's cool. No, no. It sounds sounds like you had a blast. Oh, when I was driving home from the sand dunes, I was like on this random back road, and I look over to my left, and I see the world's largest piece of cherry pie, like this big statue. So I whip a U in the middle of the road, and I go over, and I just looking at this big statue, the world's largest piece of cherry pie. It looks like a piece of cherry pie in the uh, a pie tin. <laughs> God, it's just one piece. Yeah, it was just one piece of cherry pie in the pie tin. I don't know how it, tall it was, but like it was insane. It was just so random. That's so funny. Wow, and that was like leaving leaving Sheboygan. No, this was going back to Sheboygan after the, the um, sand dune trip. Oh, okay, okay. It was just like another unexpected thing that I, I ran into. Then during the day, I, would, I was fishing in Sheboygan Lock and Key, and I did catch a little bass, so that was nice. So I didn't get skunked. I did catch a fish. Then the second night, I went to um, Mackinac City, then it's like a little city, um, touristy and stuff like that. If you ever been to like Old Orchard Beach, you it's like one of those cities, you know. It got like all the tourist stuff and all that. Then you can take a ferry from Mackinac City to Mackinac Island, which is like a thirty-minute ferry ride across Lake Huron, and it's so awesome just going across the the big lake on this boat. Then you get over to the island, and there's no cars allowed. So if you want to get around the island, you got to take a, a bike. Oh, did you do that? Yeah, of course. So I, I rented a bike, and the whole island around is eight miles, okay? So I rode my bike eight miles around this hill, or the, around this island, just, like, looking at the scenery. And they got, like, little paths and stuff. They got, like, big, nice houses and boats and just everything like the main the main drag is filled with like touristy shops sweatshirt shops shirt shops and like the one thing they had across the whole island was like five fudge shops up and down that that strip and all you could smell is fudge and oh my god it smelled so good and i went in i got some and gotta tell you definitely gotta recommend getting some fudge it was so good then I finally get back on the ferry, and man, my fucking ass is killing me. <laughs> Riding up and down that island, on all these paths. And um, you can rent horses. So, like, there's, like, people, like, on a little horse and buggy thing, like a little carriage, just riding around on horses on the, on the island. And then, like, if you're riding on your bike around the island, there's, like, these horse patties, you know, oh. just in the middle of the road. Oh, and you gotta like try to avoid them, otherwise you're gonna hit them. <laughs> sounds it sounds like you're in some kind of video game. Like, damn. It was yeah, it was so strange. Imagine like riding around in like a Pokemon game, just on your bike, trying to collect like like random island Pokemon. That's what it was kind of like, just like a really random island, but it was like really pretty. That is yeah. cool. It reminds me of a uh, Peaks Island when you see. Yeah, that. it was it's exactly kind of like that, but a little bigger, and they they had more like shops and stuff, but like no cars were allowed. Interesting. That's so cool. Then after that, I went through um the border at the top of Michigan to get back into Canada. And then I drove like four hours. It was oh, sorry. I had like eight hours until. Ottawa, my final destination. Then I ended up in Sturgeon Falls, and I just stayed at a... Oh, I stayed at three hotels. I stayed at a Days Inn at Sturgeon Falls. And, um, yeah, I just... 
I drive down these back roads of Canada and I just like find a little pond and I whip a Huey and start fishing. And um, yeah, before I went, I got a uh, a fishing license for the the province of on Ontario, and I didn't realize it was a whole year's worth of fishing license. So it expires in twenty twenty three. So oh. that was pretty sweet. I only thought it was going to be like for a couple days. I got it at a Canadian tire. Oh. It's like oh. a big, like, um, big random store, like a Walmart type thing. Okay. But yeah, they have like everything. Wait, so yeah. did you zigzag up and down? Like, it sounds like you were like zigzagging. Like, yeah. Up and yeah, down. I did kind of zigzag because I went from New Hampshire into Canada then from Canada into Michigan, then from Michigan back into Canada on the top of Canada, or on the top of Michigan, sorry. Yeah, then I stayed at the hotel, and I was eating a bunch of uh, A&W. It's a... Oh, uh, yum. It's so good. We don't have it in the States, really, so I was like, I got to capitalize on this and just chow down. Oh, my God. I had too much A&W, too. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, it was, I don't know, it was just a lot, but it was so good. And I had a lot of Tim Hortons, too. Oh, I think man. Tim Hortons is way better than Duncan. Really? I know I'm going to get crucified for saying that, but I stick by it. I don't, I don't particularly care. I do remember at one point, this was like way back in the 2000s, when they like had Tim Hortons in the U.S. And they, yeah, they did for a little bit. Yeah, and then it just like disappeared and... Um, I had no idea that it was only pretty much in Canada. Yeah, I think the only other one in Maine is like in Bangor. Yeah, that's so funny. That's so funny. I mean, I do like the variety of things they have. Like, they have more to offer than Dunkin'. Because Dunkin' just has, like, you know, their coffees, their donuts, and, like, a couple of sandwiches. But they had it all. They had, like, croissants. They had, like, all of it. Yeah, they have, like, fancy breakfast sandwiches, breakfast burritos, and everything. Yeah. And the, all it makes me think of is the freaking Tim Beebs. Like, oh, no. Oh, the Tim Beebs the, uh, collab with J- JB, Justin Bieber? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, yeah, then I ended up in uh, Ottawa my after the stay at the hotel. And I ended up in Ottawa. That was another four hours drive. So, um... Yeah, I didn't really... Oh, I stayed at the Westin in Ottawa, and that was like $400 a night. And I was like Damn. feeling so fancy and so bougie, and my truck barely fit under the parking garage. It scraped the ceiling of it. No, did it really? Yeah, my truck's roof got scraped because it was so, too tall for it. And you still went in? You still kept going? Yeah, I, I pushed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, if I can get in, I can get out, you know? So, oh I, but I I barely got in, so. I can um, just imagine the horror of hearing the. Screaming. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I was so pissed, but I was like, they have no other parking. I don't want to park on the on the street in Ottawa, you know. Right. So I ended up going out. I didn't want to get like too crazy or do anything too crazy, so I kept it like low key. Well, that's what I thought. I kept it low key. So I drew. I went out. I walked around, like, trying to figure out what I'm doing, and I saw this big spider statue, and they call it Mama. It's just, it's just this giant spider statue out in front of this uh, art museum. It's, like, so creepy. It's, like, lit up and stuff. You can see, like, the eggs in its butt. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, That's horrifying. Yeah, it was funny. Now I was like, Oh, okay, I'm kind of hungry. So I ended up going to this bar, I think the Blue Cactus or something like that. Sounds like trouble. And I just have a drink, eating my, my uh, I forget what I had. I must have like a burger or something, something simple. And I was just eating it. And I was like, all right. Now I saw this dude walk in with like this Asian man walk in with his, like a friend of his. And I didn't know, I didn't like think too much of it. I just, I looked, saw him walk in and I, like went back to eating and I paid and I went out, but they left before me. So I was like, you know what? I kind of want to go to another bar. So I just walked down the street and I see like this sports bar and I just walk in there 
and like no joke you know like those situations in like movies where you walk in and like the movie or like the music stops and everyone looks at you that's what that's what happened to me i walked in and everyone's like whipped their head back at me i'm like are you guys closed and they're like no we're not closed I'm like you know you got room at the bar and the the asian man and his buddy that i saw at the other restaurant was like yeah dude come sit next to us i'm like all right so i went up started making conversation with him turns out his buddy is from um pittsburgh so like he likes but he lives in canada so like he likes pittsburgh hockey teams and canadian hockey teams and he was like obsessed with the steelers because that's a pittsburgh team and um yeah he, then we just got talking asking me what i was doing where i'm from and i was like i'm from maine and they're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm just exploring, taking a road trip. You know, I saved up all this money from working. So I just want to go on adventures. And he's like, oh, sweet, dude. And then he, he pays for my beer. He's like, hey, you want to you wanna roll with me and my friend for the night? And I was like, all right, dude, I'll, I'll come with you guys. Where are you guys going? He's like, oh, we're going to go to the club. I'm like, all right. So we walk down the a few blocks, and we take a left, and we go into, like, the strip club. And um, I just go into this random strip club with these two guys I just met. And, like, we go up and just find a table. We're just sitting down, watching the girls perform. And they just kept buying me drinks. And, like, it turns out that guy owns or managed slash owned, like, over 10, 15 of those uh, restaurants. So, like, he was, like, known by, like, everyone in that little restaurant district type thing. And he's just, like, walking around like he owned the place, because he did, you know? He's just such a badass dude. Wait, so was he, like, was he, like, tricked out? Like, did he have fancy clothes and shit on? Yeah, no, he was, like, like, um, like, fancier clothes, like a button-down shirt, slacks, nice watch, earrings, and, like, a little chain. And his buddy's just wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers hat and, like, a sweatshirt and, like, some jeans and, like, sunglasses. So it was, like, complete opposites, and I was, like, I didn't know how they, like, knew each other because, like, they seemed to know each other. But, like, the, I don't know, they just, like, didn't seem like they'd be from, like, the same world, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. That's so freaking awesome, dude. That's, then they, that's epic. That's, like, the, reminds me of, like, the hangover. Like, an, like, yeah, it was just so random. They're, yeah. they're, like, so nice to me. And I was, like, just, they just kept buying me drinks and stuff. It was just chill. We just watched. And they offered to, like, the dude offered to buy me, like, dances with with these girls and stuff i was like nah dude i gotta get up early i got like seven plus hours of driving to do ahead of me so i think i'm gonna head in they're like oh you sure dude you don't want another drink i'm like no dude thanks i thank you for your uh hospitality and all that it was really nice meeting you guys and they're like oh thanks it was having a and they're like have a nice night it was nice meeting you dude i was like oh sweet thank you guys and they're like all right see you I'm like, man, it was just so awesome. It was like, I don't know, it was just such a good experience. Dude, that's one of my favorite things about traveling is like meeting meeting the locals, especially when you're in a foreign country. It's so much fun. Like, I remember when I first took a my uh, first took a solo trip out to California before I moved here. I was in LA and I met like these crazy dudes who were like rappers and producers for like these big named people and they were like yeah come come smoke with us come chill with us and i was like yeah i'm not really into that but like thanks but it was still like awesome to meet all these people no there's like i don't know there's something about it like i feel like if you go on a group trip with with like with friends like you won't really meet random people or locals as much you know like yeah because like you're just sticking with each other exactly but like by yourself it's like anything can happen right right and i mean that was the cool thing too when we stayed at the hostels like we were those people that stayed at party hostels while we were oh yeah london and stuff and like you know every night it was like a new person that we met um but you know it's still like still one of those things where if you're with a group it's like does everybody in the group like the person no if it's yes we'll all hang out but if no like you just break off into groups and go and do your other thing you know right yeah it's definitely uh a challenge trying to figure out if like the whole group likes a person or not you know 
Right. And like the other thing, too, is like some people in the group like party like you and I will if we go party like we're staying out all night. No, like clubs closed down. yeah, we're, it, they're kicking us out, man. We'll stay out all night. But then there's like other people in their group who are like, oh, OK, it's like, you know, 11. We're ready to call it a night. And no, I'm not like, even like nine thirty. And we're like, man, we're just getting started. Let's go. So, oh man, I I do I like both of it, but it's like you gotta have when you do when you do a group travel, you gotta have like the right the right ingredients, the right people. You know, like everybody's gotta be pretty much on the same page, or it just starts getting a little crazy. Right, exactly. It's like you got to be in the same mindset as like the people you're traveling with, you know? Or like Yeah. if two people want to go party, they'll go party. The if the other two want to go to bed, then have them go to bed, you know? But like don't be mad when they want to go party and you don't, you know? Because you want to stick together. But it's like it's only 9:30. I'm like I want to go party. Like these people want to go to bed, so it's like I get frustrated, I get upset, and then they get upset that we don't want to hang out with them. But yeah. Right, right. And then, like, the thing that always cracks me up is, like, there'll be other members that are, like, completely jet-lagged. And there's Noah. He's like, yeah, I'm jet-lagged, but, like, let's go, guys. Let's go. I'm like... I've been up for 24-7 or 24 hours, and I still want to go party and drink, you know? <laughs> I'm like, okay, man. Like, we might as well get it while we're young because, you know, next couple years is going to be like, man, this is hard. Yeah, man, that yeah, that trip in uh, England was awesome. Like, I got off the plane. I was like, yo, where's Tamiya? We're going to go party. We're going to go drink. We're going to go uh, fuck shit up, you know, and just have a good time. Oh, man, yeah, it was. I, I got so upset, though, because I, I pretty much was sick. As soon as you guys arrived, I was sick. And I was there, like, three days before everybody. So I had, like, gotten to see some things and stuff. But, I, you know, I didn't go out and party. I didn't do anything too, you know, crazy. I was waiting for waiting for the gang to come. And then three days, three days into it, everyone arrives. And I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling so good. And then... Literally the whole entire rest of the trip, I was sick, and I ended up getting. I think I ended up getting Noah sick, and Yeah, then he did. Grant sick when he got home. So it was like it was Yeah, bad. Grant, when he got home, was, like, sick for, like, maybe a week and a half. He was just feeling like ass. Yeah, probably because he's just drinking straight coffee for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, he he said he drank, like, two pots a day or something. Now he cut Oh, it down to a half a pot. man. No But, way. yeah, I don't know how much I believe him, though. But, you know. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm I'm so happy that you know you you took a solo trip. I think it's I think it's important, especially when you're around this age, like you're you're exploring so many things. I think it's so good because it it lets you know like what you're capable of and what you can handle and what you can't. And I think it's so valuable, and I wish more people did it. Yeah, it's like on on the trip down, I was like kind of nervous. And then when I got into like driving, I was like, hmm, I'm still nervous, but I'm seeing all this cool scenery. I'm gonna do all this cool stuff. I'm gonna have stories for a lifetime. So it's like worth, you know, just worth it. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I I got a spare tire tire melt, and it plugs into my uh, hitch receiver, like where you put like a ball hitch, you know. So like it plugs in there, then I mount the tire on that with like two or three lug nuts. But my license plate was on my bumper. And so I drove from Maine through New Hampshire, through Canada, into Michigan, then through Michigan four plus hours up the, to the point of Michigan. And um, I got pulled over by a police officer in a parking lot. And he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? I'm like, No, I'm I'm parked. I don't know. I don't know why you pulled me over. He's like, well, I pulled you over because I can't see your license plate. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, yeah, you're gonna have to take that tire off and put it on your bed. And I was like, hey, uh, can I just take my license plate off and zip tie it to my to the tire? And he's like, oh, I guess. And he's and it's like I defeated him. It's like it's such a simple idea, you know. I was like, take the tire off is a lot more work than taking the license plate off. Wait, and then like, where are you gonna put the tire? He said, or uh, ratchet strap it to the on my bed. 
did you have ratchet straps? No, I, I wasn't gonna do it. I was gonna, yeah. I was just gonna drive off and be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'll take the, I'll take it off." And just wait till he drives past and not do anything. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I drove twenty plus hours to be where I am right now, and um, you pulled me over, so you couldn't see my license plate. So I just I took my license plate off and zip tied it to the tire. That is so funny. And that's, that's where it stayed ass. ever since. It's so, currently still on there. Yeah, he's probably like smart ass, fucking douchebag kid. I was like, yeah, yeah I outsmarted him. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Yo, if you listen to this, you're a good police officer. <laughs> <laughs> if not, fuck you. Oh, yeah. we told him. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's, it was good. But yeah, it's like, it just crazy to me. I drove through a, one different state, a different country. In another different state to get to where I am, and you decided to pull me over. And on on the highways in Canada, I was passing Canadian cops, so it's like they obviously saw me, you know, and they didn't pull me over. Right. But, oh man, yeah. A lot of the time, it's it's always like those those cops that are like fed up with their job, and they're like anything we can. That's like it may be super nitpicky, like we'll, we'll yeah, do it. like a light out or something, or yeah, your license plates out. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. So, like, yeah. So, like, what would you, what would you, what kind of advice would you give somebody who's looking to do a solo travel? Like, what would you tell them about doing that? Um. Well, if you don't want to do it the way I did, where you don't know where you're gonna be sleeping for the night, you can search like different hotels or campsites, like a lot, like before you go and just have those like checkpoints. You know, you show up to the hotel. Then you figure out your next move, or you could just plan it, plan it all out before you go, and just figure out what you want to see, and you just find a place to stay near there, and so you can wake up and go see that, you know. Or if you want to do it my way, you just drive, and then you pull over, figure out where you want to sleep, and then you call them and be like, "Hey, can I get a campsite?" And then they'll be like, "Yeah, we have somewhere." No, sorry, you don't have any. Then you just go on to the next one, and you just. Just keep calling and keep going around and just keep, I don't know, just keep keep it fun, you know? And just don't have any high expectations on what's going to happen. Just go with the flow. Sweet. I like that. That's cool. I like that. That's good. Yeah, because I know some people won't be, like, as um, confident or, like, as willing to do the type of trip I did, you know? Just going out and seeing what happens. Like, more people want to, I assume more people would want to, like, plan, like, where they want to stay, what they're going to eat, where they're going to go, what they're going to see, and all that, how long. But I didn't have any of that. I just went. Yeah, that's awesome. That's how I was, too. Like, that's the fun, man. Like, that's where all the, like, like little serendipitous moments happen, you know? Like, meet all these crazy people you get taken to a strip club with the guy who owns like half the town like i know that, so that was wild i wish i remember that guy's name but he was like super nice awesome and then so i'm assuming at this point you're heading back to maine and uh, right. oh yes yes i forgot you i forgot yes okay so after ottawa it was like really i get to the border around like 12-ish or something and it was like raining i couldn't really see it was like foggy and the uh, new hampshire um canadian border and um i saw cones so i drove through where you supposed to come into if you're coming from the states you drive on that way to canada but i drove from canada to that way so i went the opposite way where i was supposed to get checked and my passport and all that so they have the flood, sorry, they have the floodlights come on and like the sirens and like there's two guards running up to my truck yelling at me to turn around. They're like, what are you doing? This is can this is not Canada anymore. This is the United States. You got to pull back around, back up and come through the right way. So I, I put my truck in reverse and I was like shaking. I had my passport out and I'm like kind of scared. They have their guns like their hands on their side where the guns are like ready to draw or something and oh i just i reverse back into canada and then i go back the right way and then they're like 
hey, how are you doing, sir? I'm like, I'm doing good. <laughs> They're like, passport? I'm like, hand him my passport. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm heading home. And they're like, you didn't see that that was not the right way? I'm like, oh, I did. I didn't know if it was or not because I saw some construction cones out there, and I thought you guys were doing construction on this side of the the um, check stop, so I just went this, and I was going to stop. And, yeah, I just thought it was construction. I couldn't really see. It was foggy and all that, so they just started yelling and stuff. I was, like, freaking out. Been scared shitless, dude. Yeah, I was like, I might, no joke, I have my passport in one hand and my other hand's just up. I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing anything. I just want to come back in. Please let me back into the States. <laughs> and then they're like just yelling at me to reverse it and come back in the right way and all that. Oh my God. That is like, that's like one of my fears of going through any border is like something like that happening. And that happened to you and you were alone. Yeah, I was alone. I was like, anything could have happened, you know. I, I was shitting right. bricks. The flood, <laughs> the floodlights come on. The sirens are going in the middle of New Hampshire, like country New Hampshire, and I was like, just freaking out. And then like they're like nonchalant about it after you go through the right side. They're like, oh hey, how's it going? Yeah, well, one girl that was in the booth was like nonchalant. Then the other guy was like still kind of like on guard because like he was just pissed off that he went the wrong way. Right, right. I was like, I didn't mean to. I was like, I swear that I saw those construction cones, so I thought I had to go this other way instead of the other way, you know? And that that's their fault. They should have put, like, a do not enter sign or something, you know? Yeah, who knows? But, yeah, that, that shit scared me. <laughs> and then, like, all I told right. my dad and all that, told Kim to Will, and they were just, um, like, freaking out. Well, not freaking out, but just, like, laughing. My mom was kind of, like... I don't know, kind of on the fence about me going, doing this trip by myself. Yeah. Like, she didn't any, really... Any, any parent would. Yeah, she didn't really, like, understand or, like, understand why I w would want to go by myself and, like, what I'm going to be doing and, like, all this. But by the end, she, like, understood and just didn't let me, but, like, she didn't care as much. Right. My baby. My baby. Go going, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like I called her, you know? Yeah. Oh, and I. Me every uh, 20 <laughs> no, it's like every other day, but. Oh, God. <laughs> and one piece of advice for you guys if you're going to stay at camps, get a pair of shower shoes. Yes, yes. That's like, yeah, because um, you don't want to walk away with some foot fungus or something. No. Or if you're like Noah. And uh, when we took our, our, our previous trip to our recent trip to London, Scotland. Oh. <laughs> you're the guy who brings you know it's like always rainy over there so i keep telling everyone bring jackets bring on bring rain jackets bring umbrellas he's the only person in our group that brings an umbrella and nobody else brought anything that was like rainproof and here's him walking down the street you know this giant ass dude like six one walking down the street with a giant green and white umbrella and the, his other two friends behind him pulling their suitcases are just getting soaked and he's just like mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and they wanted me to carry their bags under the umbrella i'm like i'm carrying my own bag and that's all i care about right that's like and the then... that's like the most common sense sorry most common sense thing to know when you're going to london it's gonna rain bring an umbrella yeah. bring a jacket yeah and then and then we get we get settled in and he's like oh i got a shower and he's like oh i didn't bring my shower shoes and everyone, everyone else had brought their shower shoes. And he looks at me, he's like, can I borrow your shower shoes? And I just crack up because I'm like, bro, I'm a five foot tall woman. Like I have size like eight feet. And he's like, I got oh, size fine. 13. <laughs> like, oh, it's fine. It'll fit. And he's like squeezing <laughs> in like his both like sides of his feet are like overhanging. But he's like, it's okay. Like nothing's touching the ground. I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is so funny. The reason why is, like, I packed less on the England and Scotland trip than I did in Iceland. I brought a whole giant suitcase. And for here, I just brought a, lo a little bag and a, just a little backpack. So, like, that's just one thing I didn't bring. And I was, like, so lucky that Tamiya brought hers. And I was just, my whole heel was falling out of them. <laughs> oh God, <it laughs> Walking so up the funny. steps on my tippy toes trying to not touch. 
<laughs> it was so funny. Oh man, that was that was that was a trip to remember. Oh man. Well, you know what? We 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 I just think it's another it. successful episode. Yes, it is. It's another good episode, man. Well, with that, you guys uh, stay tuned. Check Tamia out on, uh, what do you say, uh, Facebook, um, Instagram, and all that. Yeah, yeah. It, everything will be in the so. Uh, sorry, everything will be in the show notes below, and you can check me out on uh, TikTok. And with that, uh, Tamia, are you done being crazy? Oh no, I ain't done being crazy. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs>